Welcome to Storytime with Jeff. Uh, I am Jeff Rabinowitz, a real estate entrepreneur, Legal Shield associate, and a deal facilitator. I will be sharing my experiences. Nothing stated uh, in this podcast is intended as advice. If you wish to apply any ideas to your situation, that is on you, my friend. Get appropriate counsel. I can be contacted at real estate at farmerjeff.com. I'm not going to spell it anymore. It's, it'll be in the notes. Um, um, I, I also have a Facebook page titled Damn the Recession and a, a, a Bigger Pockets blog t- titled Con- uh, Confessions of a Pri- Private Lender. I wish to thank Jeremy Burgess, the founder of Renegade Detroit Investors, for recording this episode and making it available for v- viewing. If you are local to Southeast Michigan, come meet him. Um, the, the Renegades meet first Tuesday of each month uh, for the month of November 2016. It's going to be at Shields in Southfield. And Jeremy, go tell them who we are. Hey, everybody. Jeremy Burgess here. If you're interested in attending any of these Renegade Detroit Investor meetings, go to facebook.com forward slash Detroit Investment Club or hit us up on meetup.com forward slash Renegade Detroit Investors first Tuesday of every month except July and this November we're going to be meeting at Shields Pizza on 10 Mile and Telegraph in Southfield and we'll be starting at 6 and we'd love to see you there it's a free event come out get your deal on get your network on we really appreciate it Okay. Um, uh, uh, my, my special guest um, to, uh, to, for, for this episode is Buffalo Trace Whiskey. Um, this is um, the, the entry-level uh, whiskey for Buffalo Trace. Um, Buffalo Trace is out of Frankfort, Kentucky. If you listen to the, the previous um, episode um, where I talk about Eagle Rare, um, it's, it's, it's distilled at the same uh, distillery. Um, same mash bill uh, as before, so they, it's, it's Buffalo Trace is low rye uh, mash bill, which means it's going to have uh, at least fifty one percent corn. Uh, Buffalo Trace doesn't um, um, uh, specify exactly what the mash bill is, but it's going to be a, at least fifty one percent corn. This one will have rye in it, um, probably around twenty uh, percent, uh, and a. Um, um, a component of weeded uh, of malted barley, not weeded. Uh, malted barley will be around ten to fifteen percent. The malted barley is is used in um, in Scotch whiskey ex- exclusively. Um, it's uh, the 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 only flavor grain in 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 single malts. Um, in bourbon. The, the malt is put in there because there's an enzyme when, when barley malts that helps in the fermentation process. So they're using it to get the alcohol level higher in the fermentation vats, which leads to a higher beer on the first distillation. Um, the, 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 sometimes the, the first, um, distillation is called a low wine. Um, and then, um, the alcohol content from that is distilled. To make a, uh, a high wine or the or the final the, the final white dog, um, Buffalo Trace um, again. It's it's probably aged about eight years for 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 to be called bourbon. I believe you only need legally to be called bourbon two years. I'm not positive. It might be four, but I think legal it might, legally it might be two. Nobody ages for only two years. Uh, it's uh, four years. There are some some of the lower end uh, bourbons, but it's most of the most of the flavor and color. Not that the color um, 
uh, affects taste at all. But most of the flavor comes from the wood. Bourbon is aged in new oak barrels. Um, they're, they're charred uh, so that uh, to different uh, d- degrees and different in different bourbons and at different distilleries. That's where, where where most of the taste comes from. Uh, again, the the white dog does have have a taste. It's um, it's essentially a dirty distillation. Um, the the when when they're distilling. Another, another. There's a lot of requirements to be called to be called a bourbon. One of them is that you can't uh, you can't distill at higher than 160 proof or 80 percent. So it's a dirty distillation. When they're doing when you're doing vodka, you're doing much higher. You higher because they 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 want higher alcohol content coming out. You you when you do that, you lose a lot of the character of the grains, and the whiskey makers want to keep that. To to me. That's, you know, to me, vodka is basically just raw whiskey. Um, <laughs> raw whiskey. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, there's, there's, and, and, and of course, a lot of distillers uh, like vodka because vodka, to be called vodka, it has to be aged about five and a half minutes. So it's, I mean, it's cheaper. A lot of, a lot, a lot of small distillers, vodka, gins are their, are, are their, 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 um, first things they do, they they take this very pure stuff and make it make it tasteless, and then they throw cherry syrup in it. I I don't understand vodka. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I mean whiskey. Whiskey is a a man's drink. Well, I guess w- w- women too. But somebody who people who appreciate the 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 distillate and what it is. Now, anyway, so this today we have uh, Buffalo Trace, and this is another one um, where I like to. Um, there, there is a there is a store blend. That, there, there is a standard blend that you can buy off the shelf, and that's blended. It's a large batch for Buffalo Trace. It's a very large distillery, and they're they're hitting a a, a certain uh, flavor profile. But Buffalo Trace also has a a barrel uh, a selection program where where different store owners can pick their own whiskeys, um, and you'll see it when a, a lot of times um, I, I've got different bottles here. Every one of them has a different sticker. They uh, you get a, a round sticker. Not every person I'm show the camera. Not, so. not, not not every person who not not every um, um, not not every. Um, store who actually who, who who gets these things actually take actually have people that go down and pick the barrels but the serious whiskey sellers um do and they'll, they'll act they'll go down and to the to to the distillery and pick pick their barrels themselves uh, out of uh, out of different ones there are some that will get the, the 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 sticker and put it on the specially selected thing they didn't specially select anything the the, the, the distributor just sent them a barrel but in this case um th- this this is uh, in this case, um, the person who picked the barrel is speaking to you, <laughs> you know, which is um, that's got to be a good story. It, it, yeah, I don't think you've heard this one yet. Yeah. Um, this bottle um, is a very special bottle. Um, that when um, in this case, this this was a very uh, my my local uh, store is is Meadows. One of my local stores. It's they're in Farmington Hills. He he's a, a bit of a smaller store. Uh, whiskey isn't really his thing. Um, he's he's a beer and wine guy. And he and and if you if you go in, Jeff Jeff uh, Abdenauer, he's a great guy. Mention Jeff uh, Harry Jeff or whatever, and he'll 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 know who you're talking about. Just uh, but say Gandalf. <laughs> but, but but it's uh but uh he he's a good guy. He doesn't he doesn't really. Uh, 
whiskey has gotten so popular that it's hard for store owners to, to actually get the barrels because everybody, all of them want to do it now. And, and they just don't release that many to, to, to the stores. They use it for their own blending programs. But, um, so, it, so it's harder to get, um, I understand that Eagle Rare is going to start start up again, which is kind of cool. Um, and um, and Buffalo Trace has been been doing it still. But Jeff, um, this 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 was the first time Jeff ever uh, got the opportunity to pick a barrel, and um, and he knew I liked whiskey. Unfortunately for him. It was. Um, he called me. This was year, several years ago, um, and I've only recent. Well couple years two or three years i've been um um learning studying <laughs> bourbon before that i was a uh, um stuck pretty exclusively to single malt whiskey so but but i was in there enough that uh he they, they were great guys um they're, they're, he had a guy working for him who understood uh, malt whiskey we would go in we'd talk we'd we'd find stuff jeff was a great guy. He would order stuff for me. He didn't uh, stuff that he didn't have. Sometimes he would I, he'd order stuff for me, and then it ended up being on the shelf because other people wanted it too. Uh, but anyway, so he, he he had the opportunity to to get a barrel. And what Buffalo Trace does, um, you don't have to actually go down to the distillery to pick your barrel. What they do is they they send the owner three barrel three bottles like this. This is a 200 uh, milliliter bottle, um, and they, they come from different different barrels. This one was what's it say? It's 90 proof sales sample, uh, bourbon whiskey. It's got the barrel ID number uh, down to w- where it was stored, uh, the, the the number of the barrel. They send three bottles like this. They are not the property of the store owner. Um, they're, they're there for their use. Um, they can taste them. Um, pick a barrel. And um, when they do that, that's the barrel they'll get. The other two samples must be returned. Uh, they, and, and, and it's strict. If you don't comply, you don't get another barrel probably. Damn. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, this, again, not, not everybody gets a chance. So, so Jeff has these three barrels there, and Jeff is not a whiskey guy at all. <laughs> um, in fact, um, he's given me samples of some whiskeys in his store, and I – Told them they were basically undrinkable, <laughs> but it's uh, but it's uh, but he knew I was a whiskey guy. Unfortunately, I wasn't a bourbon guy back then. Um, since then, I've I've been oh, I've been to well, I've been to this distillery. I've been to to quite You've a few been of them. Diligently studying, you know, it's <laughs> I I tend to drill it's down. Hard work, you know. When 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 I go after a subject, I yes, I, I'm not. I, I can't remember what time whether I qualify as a nerd or a geek or something, but I think I've got qualifications of both of them. Um, it's just things are just more interesting when I drill down and know. And I do the same thing with with investing. I mean, the re, I think part of the reason I do different things is because I like. I like the variety. I like I like drilling down to it, but it's it's too early to talk about real estate right now. So so, so anyway, so 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 Jeff Jeff calls me up and says, "I've got these samples. I'd really like you to try them." Said, Jeff, I don't drink bourbon. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I, 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 what am I a peasant? You know, but it's uh, but I but I the man was offering me to drink uh, uh, samples of bourbon that nobody would have right out of there and. I'm not an idiot either, so yeah, I said I will be right over, you know. <laughs> and so, so we we had these three bottles, and and we're drinking them in the store, which great fun, great fun, man. I mean, this was really cool. And uh, he had he had uh, his, uh, um, we were pouring them out. I was the first person to actually taste these. We poured them out, and and we're tasting them. And 
again, I wasn't a bourbon guy. If I did it now, um, I'd be much more informed, but I, I probably would take the, the same barrel. But anyway, anyways, we pour them out, and one of them had had a note in it that I just didn't like. Um, I'm not sure. It was almost, I recall, and again, this was years ago, but I was I was pretty... I was pretty psyched for it, so it sounds like it, it is a a good memory. It, it, it was almost a um, a sulfur note in it, or like a sour note, and it was it was there was just something off of it, and I, I didn't I didn't like that one. And I told him, and and then I, I um and when we had the three things, Jeff actually tasted that too, or at least he said he did. I mean, you know, sometimes a lot of this stuff you go to tastings, and there's a lot of suggestion, uh, folks. I mean. My palate really is not that refined. Um, the the reason I can tell differences between a lot of them is because I, I I really try to practice a lot, yeah. you know. But it's uh, and and I don't I don't drink that often. But as you can tell, there's a lot of bottles behind here um, that are that are Buffalo Trace. There's bottle and this this one is actually that that, that barrel I picked by the way. And so, so, so is that, for so those that listening at home, there's probably was there two, four, oh. six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen bottles on the yeah. table. And, and for and to most people, they would be they would be the same whiskey. But for me, they're not. Because they're all they all came from a different barrel, and again, I I can't always even tell if you, I mean I can't pick them out all the time, but sometimes I can, and sometimes I actually try. I mean, I'll, I'll have my wife pour them, and or I'll, I'll ask my wife to pour them for me and hand them to me blind. Sometimes I can't tell, but other times I can pick out the same one over and over and over again, and and it, and it and it and it changes. I mean, it changes on your mood, what you ate, your. You know, if 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 I just close the deal and put a thirty thousand uh, dollars check in my pocket, um, whatever whiskey I'm pouring that night probably is going to taste pretty good to me. <laughs> Way better. Way better. Well, and if it doesn't, I'm changing that whiskey pretty quickly <laughs> to, to, to one that does. Um, but it is your mood takes it, and I don't I don't take notes on my tastings. A lot of people do that too, but I do that on purpose too because to me, if I can't remember it, I I I I get ideas of what i'm uh, going to expect I, I i have an expectation of the, of the profile but um if i can't remember it well if it's if it if i think it was a, a good memory well i might just have to taste that bottle again and you know you know we all need reasons to live so it's you know <laughs> for me there's a lot of bottles out there um i'm I, I I've I've got a reason to keep on keeping on. And <laughs> smells and and tastes for me bring back memories all the time. Yep. So I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> so but so again I don't. It's keep like no- the taste of victory, right? Yeah, right. And, and, and I don't take notes because to me it's almost futile. Um, if uh, if I took the note the, the notes and this one has I haven't tried this one in quite a while uh, out of this bottle and I'm probably not going to pour much more of it out of this bottle. I, I actually have. Um, I'm down to one half gallon of this now. This this barrel actually sold quickly. Um, Jeff was very happy with me, <laughs> but it's uh, you made but, a good choice. But it, um, so, anyways, uh, we we had the other two um, um, uh, bottles. Hmm. That's a little darker than the last one, just a smidge, I think. Yeah, it's it's. It's 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 not it's not. I'm a, holding it's, this up to the camera for those watching. It's on not going to be as old, but it's um. There, so we had the other two barrels. Wait, uh, you want me to swirl this, right? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, yeah, right. Because because it's it's so hard to t- smell a it's, it's 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 so difficult to smell a bourbon when you don't swirl it. I mean, this is this is forty five percent alcohol, guys. If yeah. if you can't um, if you can't smell it. Stick to stick to Kool Aid, you know. <laughs> but it's uh. But anyway, so so it's um. The other two barrels to me were were actually distinctive, and one of them 
um, again, this is a, a low rye, but there's rye in it. And rye, rye to me always, well, often um, will have a spicy note. It's an upfront note. Um, and um, and one of the one of the samples I taste, I tasted that more pronounced than the other. I mean, there was there was a definite difference. I I would switch them around, and I could pick the one out all the time. I mean, by that time we discarded the one that had the had, had the off note in it. And when I'm talking to Jeff again. Jeff doesn't sell a lot of whiskey. Um, uh, he's uh, he they're beer guys. So I'm I'm, I'm telling him that. He's asking for, and and he's one of the guys that he had um some of the whiskeys that he 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 shared with me. He described as smooth. To me, there's no 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 worse thing to say about whiskey than smooth. Mm. If I take out a two hundred dollar bottle of whiskey and pour it for you, and and you take it and oh that's smooth. If that's what you got from it. You're never getting a good bottle of whiskey at my house again, <laughs> because to me, what is smooth? Smooth is it doesn't taste like whiskey. It doesn't. Well, I don't have to spend that for for that kind of for that. I can I can get your Maker's Mark. You know, I mean, it's, you don't have to spend a lot of money for boring. You know, I don't want boring. Uh, but but anyway, so so out of, out of the two bottles, one of them had had an upfront note, um, which to me I really like, and I've liked it from the time I've uh, I've started drinking bourbon. But again, I when I drink single malts, I like peat. Um, a lot of people don't. A lot of people think it's medicinal. I think it's interesting, and the more the more I drink it, the more I actually like it. Um, uh, but it's so I got that, and and then the other one, and I say Jeff um, he, when he was pouring some samples for me, I think he poured a Canadian whiskey. Which if somebody offers you a Canadian whiskey and you're a whiskey guy, just just say no. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, and, and of course, uh, I mean, there there could be exceptions. Uh, I mean, Whistle Pig isn't is okay, but it's it's too expensive for what it is. But it's um but but um and and Jeff's comment when he pours it smooth and I and I had to agree with him. Yes, it's about the most boring whiskey I've ever tasted. Why would you drink this? <laughs> So, but this is Jeff. So, so when I get get the two samples, one of them has this upfront note, and the other one was kind of smooth. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't have that note. So he's asking me to pick it, Jeff. I don't know what you want from me. I, this is the one I like the best, but I'm, but I I suspect it's not going to be what your customers want. I mean, the other one is, um, I mean, it, it's perfectly fine. It would have been it, it would have been great to find a drink if you wanted to mix it with Coke. I mean, this these, this is an inexpensive bourbon. I mean, this is a. Uh, uh, we're we're talking under thirty bucks, probably twenty five bucks a bottle, but actually quite good. And again, when it gets a little older, it's it, it it's probably eagle rare, and then you tack ten bucks on it. Neither one of these is very expensive. Um, oftentimes, uh, Buffalo Trace. I've had some barrels that were phenomenal, and I and I'm kind of partial to this one actually, but maybe there's a reason for it. But I, so I so I give them the this blurb. And you should take this one. This one's smooth. You guys are gonna like it. And Jeff surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> he turned me like. No, I want the other one because the the guys and, and what he said is that you know the guys that like whiskey want the unusual stuff, um, and you know, so that's what he got in, and he got this barrel, and it turned out that it was a um, um, it was interesting that that it, it wasn't a very um, large fill. Um, I can't remember how many um, how many bottles it came, uh, but it was it was lower. Every barrel is different; it's going to have different quantities. They evaporate. Uh, differently depending on the weather, how much heat, what what floor they were on, um, the 
the, the the proof actually changes too, but this this would have been standardized to to, to uh, ninety proof, and and that that's me hitting the damn thing. I talk with my hands, and that's and, all right. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not used to bad. this shit. So, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but uh, um so so anyways, he um he picked this one, came in. It it, was, it wasn't as many bottles um as he expected. He attributed it as as being really cool. That means there was a lot of evaporation, and and in, in Kentucky, when there's a lot of evaporation, they're they're usually higher proof barrels. Now again, this was blended down to, to ninety proof, but that Jeff is not a whiskey guy. He associates that with good. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's. It, sometimes it's not. I mean, they're they're different. Um, but anyway, so this one came in. It was good. And then when uh, then he he um, he gave me the sample bottle. This is which is pretty fucking cool. This this is something that I I'm not even I, I I don't I don't pull this down very often, but uh this is um this is a sample and so I say when you, when you pick the barrel, that's his barrel. So he got to he he got to keep the sample, the other two had to go back. Whatever was left. Um and um I say um so anyway, so I have that and and the thing and I'm going to pour another another store pick one and uh, let's see what this one is. Again, yeah, I was gonna say. Let's make sure we show the camera too. Uh, let's see. This one came from Plum Market. Um, the folks at Plum Market know whiskey. Um, the um, um, they they pick good barrels. Meadows fine wine. This is mine. This is. Uh, is that one open? Oh, I'm not even sure that one. I never opened this. This this is actually my barrel. This half gallon is is, is my barrel. Uh, but I didn't crack those yet. I guess those, those, there's nothing left from this thing. This is an actual regular store blend. I bought that just to compare. Um, and what do I have? How here? does it compare? Out of curiosity, from the store blend. You know, th- these are ones that I th- I think I have a, a, a I think that I, I I'm I'm attributing it to a rye note. I think it's stronger in mine, mm. but it's not much, uh, and at least not to my nose. Um, this is another one that's in. Um, I'm not sure where this one. I can't remember, but it's. Uh, I think this is another one that that, that might be in a, in a store in Farmington. Um, and the, and the interesting thing is when you when you when you get the little store the store label the sticker on there you can um, have it picked by anything else. Jeff Jeff had it. he he was very thrill- happy with the way it sold, and he was going to say for for his next one instead of you know it was going to be Meadows because he has his store on it. But you 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 have a limited number of text. And he said next time he does it he's going to make it Jeff's pick, which is kind of cool since his name is Jeff and my name is Jeff. <laughs> you know, played off it was yours and it was. Yeah, but it, 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 it's like I say, he's he's really a great guy. Unfortunately, he hasn't had the chance to get another barrel yet because it's it, it's gotten a lot competitive. Good news is that um, um, Eagle Rear is going to be doing it. Elijah Craig is going to start be start uh, that that's the Heaven Hill is starting up their barrel program again. Uh, it's been a long time since Elijah Craig had it's another one of my my uh, the whiskeys that I like um, that I um, that I get uh, fairly uh, 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 not, not not expensive different characters than than Eagle Rare and those are they, they really become my 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 reference whiskeys um, so anyways so I, mean, I didn't try this one yet yeah they do all smell good too this batch is a little uh, touch lighter than the um Eagle Rare, I think, well, color wise. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not aged well, long. So, yeah. it's, uh, so the the Eagle Rare is mostly going to be. Well, it, it was always at least ten years. Now it's no. It's not aged statement. Buffalo Trace has never been aged uh, stated. Most of the whiskey in, in a Buffalo Trace blend is going to be eight years. The single barrels are going to vary. I mean, some sometimes they'll pull in. In fact, um, um, boy, I, I heard a story from one of the. 
I, th- I think it might be you know, a guy in Bloomfield Hill that was talk- just talking about a story. He picked one. Uh, he picked a barrel. Uh, when He goes down to Kentucky to pick barrels. And what I think this was Four Roses. And Four Roses... Um, Really pretty distillery. I've, a lot, a lot of these distilleries are really cool. Some of them are industrial. Some of them aren't. And some of them makers looks like Disneyland, but it's but they do that on purpose. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, um, but it's um, but the, at, at Four Roses, you go down and you're in a special room. I was actually in it for about five seconds because you basically have they don't let very many people in that room. But I, I, I guess I, I, I displayed enough whiskey nerdiness that they, they let me see the room. <laughs> so, you got to look, but you can't touch anything. <laughs> well, there, there weren't, the barrels weren't actually there. But when the store guys go there, there, there might be 10 or 12 barrels in, in, in three, in three or four shops. Now, some of these guys will go down with multiple people from the store. But they're serious about this, and, and, and anything. This, this guy was telling me that he picked this barrel out, and he picked it, and and it turned out to be really light. Um, um, the, the the fill the fill was light. He only he was he was a couple cases short of what he was expecting to get. Said, What's going on here? And then um, they they trade they traded this barrel back, and, and he he loved the barrel, so he was thrilled to have it. But he was kind of concerned that it was short. Turns out that it was it was not supposed to be in the single barrel uh, program. It was one that the master distiller used for his um, uh, small batch limited edition thing. He, he used it himself, and that was the remainder of it. <laughs> and this, the distiller said. Who's, who put that over there? <laughs> but uh, let's say that 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 addition is it's a once a year thing for Four Roses. This guy, this is a whiskey guy. He recognized that it was a, an exceptional whiskey, and the the master distiller agreed. <laughs> you know, so 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 he he didn't have as many bottles. He didn't have any trouble selling it. So anyway, are we about ready to 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 talk about real estate? Yeah, unless you want to drink some more of that whiskey. Yeah, I do. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I do like how it smells, though. I'm liking actually how all these smell. So, um, and, and what I have now is I, I've got I've got some of the Eagle Rare on the table now. Um, with this, I'm going going to go be going back and forth. Um, Buffalo Trace, so like in like an eight year and a ten year and. One's blended, and are these single barrel or are these blended? The, 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 uh, the, the store thing would be blended. Would be blended. But the ones with the stickers are all single barrels. Okay, so you got And, and that's, generally, that's generally what I go for. Um, um, sometimes, actually, Eagle Rare gets, um, uh, when, when you go to the, some of the whiskey boards, it gets a bad rep for their blended stuff. They say it's not as good. Maybe it isn't. I really haven't had the blended stuff in ages. Um, and for me, it's the single barrels, and, you know, if... They're all, there, there's some guys around here that just know how to pick them. Um, and one, one, there's one place I go to in, in Celine, uh, Tippins Market. And you're, you're welcome, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic knows how to pick whiskey. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a, I mean, he, it's a, it's a long haul. Um, it's an expensive haul because I come back with, um, <laughs> one, one, one of the reasons, some money. Yeah. One of, one of the reasons I have a lot of, I mean, I, I, I've got a few bottles is that I really don't drink. I mean, I don't drink anywhere near every day when I do it. Um, unless Tommy comes over, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I'm not drinking that much. I mean, I mean, really, I'm comparing back and forth. And, and this is kind of cool because this is the kind of some of the things I do. I'll take the, the Buffalo Trace against the Eagle Rare and I can tell a difference. Would I, would I pick them out blind? Maybe not every time, probably most of the time. Now, a single barrel of Buffalo Trace, almost never. Um, well, would I actually be able to pick it blind? But once in a while, there's one that's, let's say, either has a, has a wrong note or an interesting note. And yeah, I'll catch it. And 
again, I'm I'm not trained at this. I'm I'm working on it, <laughs> but it's uh, but it, it gets easier. And um, um, and basically, you drink what you like. And uh, but it's the the I try to be consistent with the glasses. Um, so the bourbon glasses are these these are glasses I really like. It's kind of a modified uh, Canadian um whiskey glass. I don't I I don't drink with ice and water. I mean, you can if you want to. To me, it makes it harder for me to taste the whiskey and. And there's a lot of bottles of whiskey I want to taste, so I, <laughs> you know, that, that's that, that's what I do. And, and, do you and have I, a list? Like you're checking them off the list? Nah, nah. nah. I, I I almost started doing that at one point, but there's a lot. In fact, in fact, when Maybe I went a big list. Well, when I went down to Kentucky, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting because I, I went down uh, with a with a friend um, a couple of years ago, um, and we, God, we I think we went to 13 different distilleries in four days, and that was really cool because I I'm, I'm not a breakfast guy. He he was he he had breakfast. But we'd 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 always I, I I've never been big on eating breakfast. I, I just first off I'm not usually up for breakfast. I'm not you know, I'm not a morning guy either. So it's a, for me breakfast is like yeah noon. <laughs> but uh, but it's uh, but it's uh, um, so there's um, <laughs> um, but it, it turned out that every we were there four days and every t- day we took at least one t- uh, distillery tour before noon. So the first thing I dr- ate every single day was bourbon. That was a good week. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? Bourbon. <laughs> How about you? Uh. It, it, it's, it's grains, right? Bourbon, bourbon is food. <laughs> it's a cereal. It's just refined. But yeah, that, 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 that was a fun week. And then yeah. we hit a lot of them. Um, we, I mean, we had some. I, I, I was in the Rick houses. I mean, that, that was when I, I don't know if I talked about I think I talked about drinking bourbon with uh, Jim Beam, who was a master distiller yeah. over at Heaven Hill. He's also his assistant. Uh, uh, the assistant master distiller Denny Potter was there, and also uh, Charlie Downs, and I, and they um, they really I've, I've got a couple bottles that they signed, which is yeah, who cares? But 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 they're kind of cool, <laughs> you know. I mean, um, someday you know, they're, they're, they they had a special release that day, and and but again, these these this is where I saw these glasses, and I just really like them for for bourbon. They're a little more stable to me for, than for Glencairn than a Glencairn glass, which is kind of nice when you have a bunch of bottles and you're starting to get a little toasted. <laughs> they, they can take a bump a little easier. <laughs> so so anyway, but um, okay, are we about ready to move on? Yeah. Okay, and if, if there's anybody still there, this is this is going to be kind of real estate, kind of not. I I noticed when um. Well, there's a, there's a story to why I'm doing this, but it's um and and again, it's mostly Jeremy's fault. So it's uh, even though I I kind of volunteered at one point around the time I think if someone was just fortuitous, he was looking at doing something um a little more, and I finally volunteered to 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 do a podcast um against my better judgment, but I don't know, maybe maybe not. You know, again, it's still not convinced, guys. Um, we'll we'll see. But anyways. Um, I noticed that he has um, he he's got a really interesting collection of people that are going to be doing this daily podcast, and we all have different styles. And I suspect that you did that on purpose, right? For sure. Okay, but but it's um, a lot of there's going to be people that 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 are going to be out there that are going to be really easy to pattern. They're driven people. They have systems. They can be duplicated. I'm not that guy. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. You know? But uh, so um, for me. I'm not a, a a planning kind of guy, and it's not like, um, it's not like I don't have general ideas of what I want to do, but basically, 
I, I, I don't lay out detailed plans. I never have. I've never wanted to. Um, I also come from a pretty regimented background, and we'll get to that a little bit uh, in a bit. First off, I, I want to start with one of the one of the platitudes that you see sometimes in uh, in books like uh, what, what's that guy whose name kind of sounds like Miyazaki or something? <laughs> I, I'm not sure what it is, but but un, 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 unlike unlike like that guy, my stories actually are based on things that happened to me, <laughs> to, to the best of my recollection. I mean, I, sometimes they get twisted a little bit because. You know, again, I'm kind of, sometimes I have to wing it a little bit, but it's, uh, but most of what I'm talking about really happened to me. Um, um, and, um, um, but anyway, one of, one of the platitudes that, that comes up, and I'm not sure if it's his, I've seen it in a lot of places. You can see it on places like Bigger Pockets where, hey, if you, if you want to get great advice from somebody who's read two, bl- uh, blog posts more than you have, Bigger Pockets is a wonderful place. Yeah, I don't know how you fucking handle it. <laughs> now, th- th- well, th- there, there are some guys who really know what they're doing, but as they get bigger and bigger, there's, I mean, there's guys that basically are giving advice because they read two, not even not even blogs two comments two threads um and all of a sudden there are experts and and of course you can you can find some of that on facebook too in fact um and every once in a while i'll chime in on somebody who's not quite ready for prime time and i try not to be rude but sometimes i you got to make fun of some of these These are my favorite moments on facebook I mean, I, I love it. In fact, Jeremy and I were just talking about one recently oh, yeah. where, where it was a thread, and I was riffing the guy. Now, I, I tend to be – I don't call names. I, I don't like when people call names. I don't have any patience for it. I tend not to call names. Um, but I can make fun of you without calling names, and the people who know know me know exactly what I'm doing. Um, there's nothing funnier than ripping somebody um, uh, and totally making fun of, fun of them and getting a like from them on Facebook. That's it's it, it, it's 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 pretty damn humorous. <laughs> it's on the list of one of my favorite things. I don't I don't get to do it as much as you, but I enjoy it every now and then. Well, you're, you're busy. So, anyways, one of these platitudes that you, and you see it fairly often and um, is that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That is such. It's it's absolutely bullshit. You know, there's lots of people who fail to plan. None of them are planning to fail. In fact, most people who fail to plan are just failing to plan. Most people are going to have a, a rougher time if, if if you don't plan at all, or or if you make really rough plans. But they're not failing to plan. They think they're going to be superstars. They're going to be rock stars. Some of them will be. Some of them just. Are, there are people in this world that can can start something on a shoestring, and it works. Um, I'm not necessarily one of them, but I've had more than a few things that I didn't um, plan uh, plan at all happen really well. Um, they um, so I say you know mo- most. Uh, mo- almost everybody who starts on a venture thinks they're going to succeed. Now, is it realistic? Of course not. But they're not planning to fail. They are not equivalent. It's a it's a logical fallacy. It is. It's crap. And and you'll see this over and over again. And, and a lot of the guru stuff. And again, you know, the you know, I, I I probably said the name enough. That's that's one of the reasons why I'm such a fan of books like that. Because you look at this first off when you when you look at what it, what it actually means. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. So, but um, so um, but it's um, um. The um, in, in fact, I mean, to me, one of the, one of the uh, 
Um, in, in fact, a lot of times, you know, so you, know, you got the, so if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Well, again, not true. Uh, many of them will, uh, fail, but, you know, some people who plan, who, 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 who plan, uh, to, to succeed have lousy plans. You know, what, 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 what about the people that plan on working a job, retiring, and living off social security in their retirement? Talk about planning to fail. I mean, these people don't have any idea that they're planning to fail, but they're, they're making uh, some, they're people that make detailed plans. They build their life around it. They are, it's a losing plan. It's, they're, they're, they're making detailed plans. Planning does not detail, uh, um, make success. Um, so for, for me, I've never really been much of, of a person who plans their life out. I, I, I don't have, um, a- annual goals. I don't have, uh, uh, um, um, uh, quarterly goals. I certainly don't have weekly goals. I mean, there, there are people that do this and they, and they always have to get better and better and better. Not me. Um, and again, p- part of it is that, I mean, I, even my first profession when 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 i when i went to uh to school i i started off um in, in zoology now i had to plan on that i didn't just end up getting admitted to zoology school uh and it was, it was at u of m and i suppose it was pretty competitive everything I, it was yeah. You know, I I didn't notice that. I I academically I was always pretty pretty strong, but it's um. But I so I entered zoology, um, cause cause I liked it. I had no idea what I was gonna do. Uh, uh, uh but a couple of years into it, I I, I did, uh, started thinking about what the heck am I gonna do with this degree when if if I get it. And I couldn't come up with a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> I mean, in fact, most of the things I want would want to do is I I I I'd, I'd probably pretty have to go through get a PhD and then wait for somebody to die, <laughs> you know, because there just weren't very many jobs. So so at some point I I, I transferred. So um, I I did make a plan. I said, look, I, I got to look at uh, alternatives, and I sent out applications to other schools uh, up at Michigan. Um, engineering school, I, I, um, um, natural resources and pharmacy school. Um, and you'll, 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 you'll hear me say farm a lot. I mean, pharmacy. And of course, I mean, for those of you, you know, the, the farmer, Jeff.com, it's a plan. It's a plan on pharmacy. I still am a pharmacist actually, but I don't, I don't practice very often, uh, but it's, um, but, um, so anyway, so I, so I send out the applications and, um, um, uh, the first one who that came that accepted me was pharmacy. I took it, <laughs> but it was, uh, there's um, a plan. I actually got accepted by all of them, but it's, uh, but it was you know, the, 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 but it was, um, so are you only a pharmacist because they accepted you first? No, nah, my, my uncle was a pharmacist. Actually. Okay. My, my, my very, one of my, one of my early jobs was actually a stock, uh, stock boy in my uncle's store. Um, I didn't, um, I never liked being in a store, in a store, the, the, the pharmacist stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've done specialty stuff. I started out as a nuclear pharmacy. Didn't plan. I didn't. So I, I, I go through on that thing. Um, you know, I, um, I, 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 I was attracted to nuclear pharmacy, partly because nobody else knew what the hell it was. Uh, the, a lot of the people that that knew what it was were afraid of it. And the and the nuclear pharmacy at Michigan was kind of a cool guy, <laughs> but, but uh, in fact, at one point we were dating the same woman, but uh, that was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, that can get a little weird. Yeah, I, 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 I was there first, but it was, 
How do you know, though? You know? No, no, we do. We do. But it was, uh, but it was, uh, um, uh, but anyway, but he, um, and, he, and, and, um, I just liked, I liked the science of it. Um, I, I liked the fact that most of the, uh, the, we had a very big class, very sheltered class of the people who went into farm school. And again, I transferred in. So I was, a, I was a, a little older than most of the people in my class. Uh, most of them went straight from school. There were a lot of frat guys and very sheltered people who thought that, you know, if you smoked a joint, you're going to get addicted and or go to hell. Um, I was kind of proof of both. Well, maybe proof of one. But, you know, the, the other one's hey, kind of yet, yet to be told. Yeah, you got to be dead to know. But it's a, but at least one of them isn't true. Yeah. You know, but so it's a, but but uh, um, but uh, and you know they so so the, the, there was this feel that almost nobody liked. So basically, I mean, sometimes um, some of my better decisions, um, it's it's not always um, doing the right thing, but having. Um, having the right people be afraid of them and taking the other path. I don't plan, guys, but sometimes, you know, if if everybody's going to one side of the boat, it makes sense to go to the other side of the boat, and there's often opportunity and or survival there because, you know, following people over the other side of the boat is not is not a good uh, not a good plan. So anyway, so I, I got attracted to nuclear pharmacy. Um, and I learned the science uh, a, a lot of it. I, I used to hang out in his lab, and when I, when I would cut classes, most of the time I would go down there. Now, I, I had a I, when I was in school, I had a very good memory. Um, 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 there were lots of classes that I cut, and I was fine with it. I could I could actually read the books and remember them. I, it wasn't photographic or anything, but some of it was close. And I remembered pictures really well, and there were all these screening things out. You know, organic chemistry was screening out. For me, I know for, mo- for most people there, um, the memorizing something is a very difficult thing. For me, it was the easy way out. Um, if I if I wanted to understand something, I would work on it and understand it. And once I understood it, I really understood it. I mean, there there were things that made sense to, for me along the lines. Um, and again, you know, going back to something that probably more people took um, when when we were talking about chemistry and everything. There were, you know, the, we all had the, these pictures of the atom, you know, spinning around the circle and everything, the the Bohr atom. And 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 there were there there were ways to work out uh, chemical reactions by taking these Bohr atoms and putting them together and and working out where the electrons would go and it never made any sense to me and there there were people that could do it they do it over and over again with the instructors were there, but they they get it wrong all the time but it did it, it frankly didn't make sense to me so I memorized it and people you know oh you can't memorize it don't t- don't you 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 have no idea what's in somebody else's head and I. I've met people that were much, much brighter than I am, but and, and to me, it's not even it's not even brightness. I could I could remember a hundred pictures, so I just remember the pictures. Yeah, and I didn't remember all of them, but for for an exam, I didn't have to remember them for long. I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. It was tedious. So my it was easier for me to memorize them than to try to understand it because it just didn't make any sense. What I didn't realize is that later on when when we when they introduced quantum mechanics and the cloud and the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, we go, oh, this doesn't make any sense. It did to me. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, oh, I get it. And it, well, how do you? And, and of course, how do you study? How do you make? Uh, how do you? Uh, how, how do you remember that? Guys, I understood it. I didn't have to remember it. It really. It made sense to me. I don't know why. It just did. So, um, but you know, and the same thing goes to, to to real estate stuff a lot. 
sometimes you just do it a couple of times and it makes sense. Sometimes it clicks. Some things are going to work for you. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to have to work to understand them. Sometimes you're just going to get it. For me, they, I mean, there, there are things that I just get them. Um, and unfortunately, I get bored and then I have to do something else because I get bored that I understood it. And I'm not drinking enough of this whiskey. So. Yeah, drink some more whiskey. I can do that. Um, I memorize things very easily, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I say they're, 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 it's hard for a lot of people, especially, let's say, we're talking about, they, they were stupid exams. They were weeding out exams to, 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 to get you to, to, to take the people who were going to go on to, to, to the other schools and the other sciences. And that's all they were. And for me, it was easy. I mean, I'd, mem- I'd, I'd make flashcards. I'd remember pictures. I wouldn't remember all of them. I mean, there were, there were 100 or so. I basically, if you remembered 50 or 60 of them and you got lucky and those were the ones they put on the exam, you did pretty damn well. And the other part of it was I graded it on a curve, so most people got 20 or 30, so you know, the bar really wasn't that high. <laughs> you know, so, and, and, of course, they go, well, how did you, you explain me how you did these? And nobody, guys, I can't explain how I did it. I memorized it. It really was, it was the easiest out for me because I, I, I couldn't explain it. I had no desire to want to explain it. So, but anyways, that's so, that's, so I was always good academically and everything. And then, um, there was a point at which, um, um, I, I did work nuclear farm. My, my, my first jobs were nuclear farmers. It's, it's just a radioactive diagnostic agents. It's really, it, they, they are radioactive. It's, it's really very, the, the, the science is really cool. You almost never need it unless something's going wrong. And, and, and we're not talking nuclear meltdowns, guys. We're talking small amounts of radioactivity. Enough that if you make a mistake, it can be a bear to clean it up. <laughs> but it's, uh, but, uh, and, uh, and people made, and most of the time when you make a mistake, understanding the science, you, you can, you can do it fine without understanding the science very well. And, and now, um, people that come out of it, um, go into it really don't always know the science very well. When I did it, I got to learn with some of the guys that pioneered the field. They understood the science. They were willing to teach me and I had, it was interested. There were times that I saved some, that I that I helps make some potentially pain in the ass um, situations a lot better because I knew the science and it says you know if if you would have done things things in the wrong order you can make things a lot worse you can't see radio you can't see radioactive uh, active um, uh, substances but if if they start spreading they are bare especially when they're in liquids uh, or 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 in gases. Pretty tough to yeah, contain. Yeah, gas is <laughs> pretty, Good luck. Pretty, pretty tough to contain it. But if you recognize something's happening before you vent the gas, you can save yourself a lot of grief and, and maybe improve your health a little bit. But <laughs> um, so anyway, so so I so I gravitated to the to the to, to the nuclear pharmacy, and it didn't take um, long. I didn't do it for very long. Um, the um, I. Um, I really liked nuclear pharmacy. Um, I didn't, and, and, and the hours were great. I was young. I mean, I, I tended to, we, we tended to come in late at night and, 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 um, cause it's a timing kind of thing. You, you know, if most, most doses are used at eight to 10 o'clock, most of, most of the isotopes we did had a six hour half life. So you had to come in early, which means, you know, oftentimes we're, we're mixing them at, at, at 12, one you wanted. And the, and the trick was the better you were, the closer you were to the administration time, the less radio, the, the the less exposure you got because you're you 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 need to work with a, a lesser amount of activity, and I happen to work in a 
very big lab, a very busy lab, one of the busiest labs in the world, it, that, that was a consideration. We would be over OSHA rules if we didn't, if we weren't efficient and learned how to do it well. And, and I did. So, but, um, but it, unfortunately, um, you, as much as I liked that, I found pretty, um, pretty quickly that I, I wasn't all that thrilled about being an employee. <laughs> I ha- I ha- I've had some really good employers in my, in, in my, in my life. And I've had some really bad ones <laughs> that, that first one in nuclear pharmacy was terrible. <laughs> um, and she, it, it, it was a short lived experience. It sent me back to school for a while. I, I, uh, but, but, um, um, and then I came back and, um, uh, again, did, did nuclear for a while. Um, did some other specialty stuff. Um, again, basically because I, it was just there. It was an opp- opportunity, uh, long-term care, home care. I just tried them, and then I ended up having a bunch of experience. And and um, and there were there were several jobs that I was either fired for, from or quit. Um, I was fine with that. I never had have trouble getting jobs. Uh, and some of it is 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 my natural arrogance. So some of it is the fact that I I I, I, w- I was kind of good at them. Um, so I would uh, there were there were times if if I wanted a vacation, I'd quit a job and 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 uh, have to have have people that would call me find out that they they wanted to hire me. And say yeah yeah next month I'm not ready. <laughs> so I I I was a I was even more arrogant then than I am now, <laughs> but, but it's uh, but uh, um, but so anyways. So I, I started a, as uh, as a, uh, hiring myself as an independent contractor. It was a fluke. I knew I knew a lot of different kinds of pharmacy. Um, I knew nurses did that kind of stuff through agencies all the time. I didn't know any pharmacists that did it. In fact, um, most people told me I, I couldn't do it, which was even more incentive because I cause don't I, like being told no. Well, you can't do it. Impossible. Is almost never true, um, and so I did it, and I got I got good at it. And um, but I say I, I didn't I didn't plan on it. I, I, it just happened. I ended up working a lot. Um, in fact, a real lot. I mean, I can remember people that would ask me, "How do you um, what, do you get forty hours of work a week?" And I was young and hungry. Forty hours would have been a vacation. I was working sixty hour weeks because I didn't want to tell people no. It was just me. I mean, I. I worked a lot, and then I, I started raising my rates because to to, to 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 get rid of people, it didn't work. They they wanted me anyways. I mean, it's when you when you when you when you have a client that you don't like and you want to get rid of them and raise the rates ten percent, and they say yes, well, oh, crap. Shit. now what do you do? <laughs> I, I meant twenty. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I had one client. I I I did that three or four times, and like every six months, and they kept saying yes. And finally, I finally I finally found the pain point, which was kind of cool because eventually I, I raised my rates to that to everybody else. But again, I didn't plan it. It was, it was successful, and real estate was the same same way. I I never planned on real estate. It it was, um, I actually um. Um, I, I was making pretty good money as a pharmacist, and it, and it, and it was it was it was a regimented thing. I I've always been fairly regimented myself in 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 keeping things in my head and structures, and I um, but it, it's 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 a regimented profession too. I didn't need any more of that. I mean, that was I had it, but you know, so but I I learn someplace that you know that you save a lot of interest if you pay down your mortgage so i'm on the first house house that i bought, bought that's what i did i started making extra payments and i and i paid it down and i was successful in, in retiring it in about five or six years um which ended up being a really 
dumb idea, but but eh, maybe not. It, it, you know, it is what it is. You know, we're on the path we're on, and you know, we're wherever you go, that's that's where you are, and who knows what's supposed to be. You you take it, um, and and frankly, that's kind of what I'm what I impart. You 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 take what you have, and you either work with it or you don't. You don't have to always plan it. Sometimes it's just being open to that possibility. So I'm I'm going to sell this house, and I had um, a realtor. Um, who was kind of a friend of a friend who who happened to be a um a, a landlord had had a lot of property and we've got this thing up there and the market was okay it wasn't it wasn't great and I had this thing paid off so I said look I'd I'd be open to selling on a land contract and in Michigan um a land contract is a way of selling a house with um essentially where the seller becomes the the, the financer um it's similar to a, it's called a contract for deed in a lot of places but the the, the deed doesn't actually trade change hands um there there are some advantages to it it's it's very similar to uh, to a carry back mortgage in in most legal senses but but there's uh, but anyway so i was open to that because it was paid off um we ended up selling that way the the realtor Saw that I got a pretty significant down payment, which was about thirty percent. I mean, it was it probably probably around thirty grand or so. Well, he was a guy who was constantly needing money, um, and he convinced me to 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 to, to loan him a little bit of it, um, and and I agreed. And then he for a short period of time, and then we did it over again, and he did it again, and we repeated a bit. Um, he knew exactly what I had there. What he didn't know is that I had a lot more, but he probably could surmise it you know most of you most people when you go out there and you find somebody who's willing to lend money if it's a first deal more than likely they've got a lot more you play it right and you, you may get access to it you don't and you never will and the, and the other part that you that you may end up learning is that if they don't have it more than likely they know people who do you treat them well <laughs> and maybe exceed their expectations Raising money is not the hardest part of a deal, by by a long part. So, anyways, so so I so I end up doing the land contract, lending to him, get get to a point where um, I started buying houses, um, um, and um, I wanted a part of the deal, and he said no. So I I went to, to, took a week out of my life and uh, got, got my license and. I did it myself. I didn't need him anymore. So if he really, uh, I think I had bought four houses for him, and he couldn't. He couldn't get around to showing me a house. So, um, but anyway, so so I so I um, ended up doing that. Became a landlord. I never again. I had no plans on being a landlord. It was just there. I I, I saw that it was a, a way of making some money. Um, so I tried it. I knew people who were doing, it, including this guy, and. He, it's not that complicated, but you know, when I started doing it, I made it a lot harder than I, I should have because I figured out how to be a landlord. I mean, I had all the secrets, guys. I mean, I, I did this for five, six years, seven years. I um, didn't really know about RIA meetings to begin with, but I, I learned about them. And um, But at first, I'm not going to go to a RIA meeting. Why, why in God's name am I going to share? My, I, I knew how to be a landlord. I'm not going to share my secret with you guys. Um, it was stupid. Um, it turns out once you start interacting with people and sharing with them, they give you at least as much back as you give them. And oftentimes a lot more, they, my, my the partnerships I've had have made me a much better investor down the road. But uh, so anyway, so I, I, so I do, I'm, I'm doing landlining for a while. And then, um, there's a point at which where I, I started, I think I made a, a, a couple more, um, in, in a, um, um, 
um, in, 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 in investments as, as a lender. They were short-term. Then I was, I was pitched a new construction project. Um, and uh, by somebody who, uh, by a guy who became a, a, a much more of a friend than than, than a partner. Um, I've only done a few deals with him, but he's there. There will be more. Uh, but anyways, to me, there, it wasn't it wasn't planned. I don't know how I could have possibly planned to be a landlord. It wasn't on my radar. I was a pharmacist. How how do you plan for something that you haven't considered? The opportunity presented, I did it. New construction wasn't on my radar. I could have made the most detailed plans in the world, and I might have missed the opportunity because I would have been looking to meet this 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 benchmark or 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 or, or this income level. And when it came up, I didn't know what this was. It was I wasn't sure it was going to work. It actually took a while to to, to convince myself that it was going to work. We had we had backup plans. It was it turned out it was it was pitched to me with a guy that I wanted to work with. I said yes, so we did it. I don't, I, I don't know how I could have possibly planned for that being there. Um, and then when it comes down, um, I mean, I had, I had a, you know, one, one of the stories was, uh, you know, I, 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 I had a situation where I had a house that, um, that was functionally obsolete. It, it worked for quite a while, but it, um, it had, it, it had a major issue. I burned it to the ground. Uh, I, I gave it. I gave it to the to, to, to the to the fire department. But that wasn't planned. It turned out to be a really good financial move, but an opportunity presented. It was kind of a fluke. I explored it, um, and, and again, this 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 thing might end up being uh, uh, an episode on its own. But it's it presented. I did it. Um, there um, there were more situations where I ended up having more money than I needed for my projects. And friends asked me about it. I, I said yes. And they they gave me a lot of money to learn, their, to show me their business um, and show me what they were doing and teach me what they were doing, basically. I got to, I got to look at the, at the numbers and off, sometimes the projects. I don't even go to houses anymore. But at, at, at that time, I actually went to a bunch of them. Um, they... They were making me a much better investor, and they were thanking me for it when they gave me big checks. I didn't plan for it, guys. It just it, it happened. I, I'm st- I, I still do some of it, not as much. Uh, well, it, 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 it ebbs and flows. Everything ebbs and, ebbs and flows with me. And then the, um, I mean, when, a, when, you, when you get to, to one of the other things, I mean, the, 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 the fact that I'm doing this podcast here, I mean... There are people that that knew me ten years ago that couldn't believe I'm doing this. I'm I'm still not sure I'm doing this. The um, the opportunity presented. I mean, I how many times did you ask me before I turned you and, and turned you down? Two or three before you gave up? It might have been a little bit more than that. It was several. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I, you weren't I, convinced that you would sound good. You didn't. I, didn't I'm, like I'm the still idea. not. Yeah. And, well, and and most of my life I've avoided this. And and again, this. I probably owe it to people out there who who have the same kind of speech impediments I have to some to someday do an episode really explaining to you guys how hard this is for me to do because I I keep getting people who've known me in the last five years or so I'm I'm I speak better than I did um, I'm I'm more open about things um, I don't give as I don't care as quite as much about what other people think of me which probably that helps a, a lot, <laughs> but but but, uh, but, it's, but I wouldn't have done this, and um and uh, um but the opportunity presented. In fact, um I know the guys at on Bigger Pockets wanted to, to uh, interview me. I turned them down three or four times. I, I there were some local guys that wanted to do. It. I turned them down. Part of it was I I, I didn't have anything to sh- sell and didn't want to really promote that. Um I finally um 
Joe Fairless, uh, I, I did something on him, and I, I'm not sure why he wanted me. Uh, his his assistant contacted me, but it was shortly after Josh Sterling did one, and it it was short. And I said, you know, I, I did it because I was I was pitching the idea about the burning the house down and making the donation to the fire department, which is was really a cool thing. Got a lot of play out of that, and and I think a couple people tried it, which I yeah, I had something to give back and offer, so I did that, and then. What did I do? There was there was another. Oh, you we 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 did a we did a renegade one. Which, we did, which was um, and You're that constantly one in the top five with that one. By the way, top so. five of what? <laughs> Out of the top eighty five on Renegade Detroit oh, Investors. Well, it's in yeah. Five. Well, and again, I yeah, you know, I I finally did it, and I probably I think you stopped asking me, but one day I I finally. I mean these. I know a lot of this is internal demons, and part of this is is slaying that, and part of it is. Like I say, it's something I haven't done. It's an opportunity I'm taking. I, I took it, um, and then I uh, I had the idea for doing this. And this, this is you know the, 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 those first two um, episodes that 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 I did. If if you, if there's anybody who's listened to, to, to the whole thing, there, it was actually pretty typical for for it was it was actually pretty typical with that way um, I do stuff. The plan was going to be something like this. I was going to do drinking whiskey and telling my stories. Hence the story time with Jeff. And, That's right. And, and, and Jeremy and I kicked it around a while. I, I don't know what else he was planning because he ended up being this media mogul. And maybe he had the plan all along that he was going to have more people. But I don't know. I did not have the plan all along. No. Actually, I didn't think this my podcast was going to go anywhere. That's a long story. But I thought I was going to shut it down after a year. But um Glad I didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you, you've gotten really good at this. But it, so anyway, we started doing it. And then... Um, I, I, I do go to a fair number of the Renegade uh, meetings, and I learned uh, at the last one that I'm doing this every Thursday, which I don't know, guys. <laughs> you know, but it's uh, so. But but the original format was going to be this. It was um, it, it it was just uh, fortuitous that I had just uh, for the for the first one I had just completed my first deal with Tommy uh, Desmond. Tommy Desmond is a is an easy guy to talk with. I mean, um, and, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that most of my partners are a lot smarter than I am. So it's, uh, they, 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 they make, they make this really a lot easier for me, but it, it just happened and we, we, we did it together. And I don't know, this was the original format. You let me know what you guys think. If, uh, if, if, if it makes sense, uh, I'll tell stories if I can, I'll try to be as coherent as I can most of the time. Um, Every once in a while, I I um I I I will probably have some somebody else join me, um if if it goes any uh, further. But it's it, it, the, the I'm still not convinced. Let let me know. I mean, you want to hear more stories? And but again, I'm telling I am telling you that you're you're gonna you're you're gonna get the the chance to listen to people who are very goal oriented. Oriented. Dylan is a machine. Um, he. He cranks out. He has regimens. Um, Jeremy works with uh, people over at KW that are that are very goal driven. They're they they track everything. I don't track anything. Well, that's not true. I do. I I I, I do know how much money's in my bank account. <laughs> but it's uh, um and and um for me it's it's almost the the opposite challenge. I want to get rid of the regimens. To me, doing doing the same thing over again and doing the uh, uh, drills, it's too much like a job for me. I want the. Fr- I didn't get into real estate for the money. I, um, well, the the money's good. It helps, but I got into it for the freedom, for the for, um, for for the for the time freedom, 
Um, for me, success is when I, uh, I, I, I when I track success is when I went a full month without setting my alarm clock. I knew I was I was on my way. Yeah, it's a lifestyle, right? Yeah, yeah and, and it yeah. is. And uh, um, but 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 not having the regimen. Um, and again, I I don't manage my own properties anymore. I can, but I turn those over. I've I've sold many of them. I don't prospect all that much. Um, I'm happy to work with uh, with um, with wholesalers. They're better at it than I am. They they're they're regimented. I'm more than happy to pay them a reasonable fee when they give me a good deal. I mean, I I don't understand why you wouldn't. And sometimes it's 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 a crazy fee. That's okay because I make a crazy amount of money for it with it too. This this is a this is an odd business. But for me, they're they're cranking. They've got their systems. They're doing it. I could do it. There's no doubt about it. I could do it. But it would be drudgery for me. It would be boring for me. I'm more than happy to have pay them to do it, and they'll probably do it better than I do. Um, it's um, again, it's an opportunity thing. It keeps my head free. I'm doing. I like structuring deals differently. I look at them. I think, I think I see opportunities that people don't see, and part of it is because I don't have to do anything this week or this month or or, or next quarter. I, I can take a shot at something, um, and I'm willing to do it. I very rarely lose. I don't always make as much as I uh, expected, but every once in a while, I stumble across something that makes it very positive, makes it very easy not to do anything in the next three weeks. Um, to me, it's it's the opportunity, and I'm, I'm starting to meet people and partners that have the same kind of mindset. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year. I'm absolutely comfortable with it. In fact, for me, it's liberating. Um, We'll see. Guys got any uh, suggestions? Hit me me up. (laughs) Let it not be confused with doing nothing, though. You know what I'm saying? You know how some people people plan and they're so structured they miss opportunities and you just wait and seize opportunities? Don't confuse that for just sitting on the couch and doing nothing. Well, you know, I guess I guess I'm doing this. I mean, again, it's. I don't know. This is this is uh, again. This some of this is personal. Some of it is the uh, to to see. Well, again, there you'll, you'll see. It's, at, at some point, I will I will tell the story about how hard this is for me to do, and um, and maybe maybe more of you will understand. And if there's somebody out there who's in the same situation, you know, maybe maybe I can do some good with this. But anyway, <laughs> all right, folks, that's it. For this week with story time with Jeff, reach out to Jeff Rabinowitz. Um, if you go to facebook.com forward slash damn the recession, that's his Facebook page. Check him out on bigger pockets too. He has a blog there, confessions of a private lender. And that is also on the show notes. And if you're interested in legal shield, which is kind of like a cool little monthly legal program, go to legalshield.com forward slash hub forward slash J Rabinowitz all in the show notes. And if you like these, here's what I need you to do. This is a performance-driven thing here, folks. So I need you to share this podcast either from the Damn the Recession page or the Renegade Detroit Investor page. If you haven't liked those pages, go do that now, please. And this way we can see the shares. Comments, welcome. Reach out to Jeff. Let him know what you think. And also subscribe and rate on iTunes. That's exactly what we need to grow um, this podcast. And this does take a significant amount of time. It's not like um, people are beating down Jeff's doors, but 
you know, there's lots of whiskey he could be drinking faster instead of talking. You know, it's, it's really it's. I, I have not figured out how to drink and talk at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, it's, it's difficult. Really, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's painful. Yeah. <laughs> so reward this behavior if you like um, story time with Jeff, which which I am enjoying. So, all right, folks, that's it for this week. Um, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you doing. We know you can do lots of other things. And uh, until the next podcast, take care.